What if your personal or business brand was so focused and so on target that it was easy for everyone in your organization to understand? What if you connected with your clients on an emotional level so deeply that they never forgot you? This is what the most successful brands in the world do. It's not about ad budgets. It's about developing a consistent brand, no matter the industry, location, or size of the company. Discover your brand and create an amazing, foolproof marketing strategy. This is the Brand Archetypes Podcast, hosted by Kevin Scarrett and Amy Zander. Owners of BrandArchetypes.com, join them on a journey to discover your most powerful, true brand. Welcome back to the Brand Archetypes Podcast, everyone. This is Kevin Skirrett, and this time I am with Amy Zander. Amy, how are you? I am good. I'm back from my break. Uh, yeah, just, well, yeah. Self-imposed between the two of us. Not uh, You weren't on vacation or anything no, like that, were you? No, no. I am going yeah. on vacation in a couple weeks, though. But yeah, this was just uh, to work, and you had a great solo topic to do. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, one of the things that I mentioned to everybody at the beginning of the podcast is during your your uh, little respite that you were working on the Michigan Mob Summit. And I don't think we've actually mentioned that at all to our listeners here. Tell us about it. What what's uh, What is the Michigan Mob Summit? Yeah, so it stands for, Mob stands for Marketing Outstanding Brands. And as you know, I am the marketing mobstress, my outlaw archetype brand. And so I am putting a summit together in Lansing, Michigan on Friday, May 6th. It's an all-day summit. We're kind of uh, following the format that like the WordCamps, if anybody's ever been to a WordCamp put on by WordPress, kind of that. Oh, who hasn't been to a WordCamp? Right, I know, like (laughs) that similar kind of format. Um, But my motivation for putting the summit on was how do I talk to a giant room full of people about brand archetypes? And Mm -hmm. um, I have talked about it at different you know, events and things in shorter form. And of course on the podcast and I, I talk mm-hmm. about it all the time on other people's podcasts, but I wanted to talk to a, to, to a whole room full of people about it. And so I'm sure. like, Hey, let's put this, this marketing summit on and give them a huge bang for their buck. Not just hearing about Mark, you know, my branding, but bring in all kinds of marketing professionals from the area to talk about different things. So we have right. 16 speakers besides myself lined up and it's going to be really cool. So I'm the keynote in the morning, and then we have three different rooms, or no, four different rooms. So we have one room that's all about social media marketing. We have a room that's all about um, websites and SEO and analytical stuff. Then we have a room about like print media, logos, graphics, that kind of stuff. And then the last room mm-hmm. is going to be all about podcasting and videos. So there are four speakers in each room, and so there'll be four talks going on at once, like two before, you know, before, two before mm-hmm. lunch, two after lunch. So all the guests have a chance to just kind of pick and choose which topics they want to hear. You're not going to be able to hear them all, obviously. Um, I'm going to have to get get my uh, clones. Yeah, there you go. But you'll just – we're, we're planning on making this an annual event. So um, I'm really excited. And, of course, my whole team is going to be dressed up at, as our mobsters. I had a custom suit made just for the occasion. And <laughs> yeah, and it's um, it's going to be really fun. There's um, all the speakers and presenters and 
um, sponsors are required to provide um, prizes, like door prizes, and they're big prizes, like thousands of dollars worth of prizes. And so at the end of the summit, everyone kind of comes back to the main room and we give our shout outs and, you know, that kind of thing. And then we give prizes away. So you have to stay the whole day. You have to be present to win. Um, But yeah, so I'm really excited and it's really funny. I've been, you know, we've been promoting the heck out of this thing everywhere and I keep saying to people, I'm either a genius or really stupid for putting all of my competitors well, in one room. Well, let me ask a question. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've, I've been back in Michigan for 12 years now, and, you know, I've been slowing down uh, career-wise for the last few years, but are there any really big marketing web social summits in the state of Michigan? I know there's a couple smaller ones in Detroit, but are there any others at all? Well... I didn't. The, la- the last big one that I att- I've attended, it was just my friends uh, Lonnie and Alan Voivod in, in the, on the East Coast, and that right. was the Aha Summit, and that was that went on for I, seven or eight years. I spoke at four or five of them, yeah. and that was a big one. I mean, but I haven't. I don't know of any comparable one here in Michigan. So I hope this blows up and gets big for you. Yeah, thank you. I don't know of one either. We did extensive research in like the Lansing, mid-Michigan area, and I don't think there's really ever been one. Um, Uh And yeah, like you said, there might have been one in Detroit or Grand Rapids, but definitely not in the last decade. Yeah, plenty of podcast or uh, word camps. Yeah, yeah. Grand Rapids and Ann Arbor and Jackson Mm -hmm. and Lansing. Yeah, there's lots and lots of word camps, but Um, that's that's just kind of the web world. It's not marketing. It's not social media. It's not branding. Right. Yeah, I spoke at one of those about uh, blogging, which was really fun. So, so yeah, I mean, we were really planning on on having this be an annual event, and uh, it's really it's really fun to collaborate with a lot of other marketing people on this. I have uh, my regular referral partners that I work with all the time on projects that are speakers, but I've gotten to know some other marketing people in the area um, through this and made some really good contacts. And it's it's probably worth saying that the target market for this event, the people that should be coming, are small to mid-sized business owners, people that work at companies that are in charge of marketing that want to learn more more marketing things, and also nonprofits because nonprofits have to market their businesses yeah. and organizations. So if we sell out, it's going to be 250 people. So it's a decent size event. Um, I know a lot of people have been asking me, like, are you going to have a virtual version of this? The answer is no, we are not doing mm-hmm. that. Um, we, we would if for some reason in the next two months the world shuts down again. But I don't see that happening. Everything is opening right. up a lot more. There's a lot more in-person oh, yeah. events. and um, Yeah, by May, I mean, yeah. here in Michigan, uh, the – the COVID daily case counts are so low right now. So, so low. Yeah, and the va- to- yeah, and the VAX numbers are really high. So people have... Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, at my kids' high school here in Grand Lodge, they don't have to wear masks anymore. Um, Michigan State lifted the mask mandate. I mean, I kind of yeah. feel like if we can fill Spartan Stadium with people, I the, the pandemic is on its way out. Like, right. I, I really... Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, COVID's here well, to stay, like the flu, but... Yeah. Just the the last numbers I saw from a week ago, and and of course they're even lower still, we are less than 5% of where we were six or seven weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's been a 95% drop in the last two months. And it's just going to be ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just going to get better as the weather warms up. So yeah. I, you know, not to say 
that people shouldn't still wear masks and still, you know, avoid handshaking and wash their hands and blah, 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 blah. But sitting in a room with a whole lot of other vaccinated, intelligent people is a, is not going to be a, a, a hazard by yeah. any stretch. Yeah, I'm not yeah. worried. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So thank thank you for, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Question and, and plugging my thing. So, uh, well, so yeah. Good luck uh, with it. Yeah. Yeah. I know we have I know we have listeners all over the world, but if you are in the mid-Michigan area, um, in May, just remember or May six anywhere and, in the Midwest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And and also um, to find more information about this, you go to my website, which is Zedia Media, Z E E D I A Media dot com, and there's a whole page on the summit. There's a link to buy your ticket, all that good stuff. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, Amy, to ease you back into things, we're doing a quickie podcast today, okay. and we're going to because you're the word girl. We're going to define a word Ooh, well all right and you're probably thinking well uh, that can't take too long <laughs> right <laughs> so amy what's the word all right the word that we're going to find today is anti-disestablishmentarianism what what <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 i wouldn't do that to you <laughs> the, the word is drum roll please kevin wait for it super important can you even stand the suspense I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay. Tell me, tell me. The word is archetype. Okay, so do we really, we, we've only we've only had 84 podcast episodes. Do we really need to define this, Amy? Really? Yes. I mean, well, actually, actually, we're going to define two words that get confused with each other often. And the oh, two, okay. yeah, the two words are archetype and stereotype. Okay, so how about if we start out with the dictionary definitions of each one, and then we can chat about why why it's important, why Amy feels so compelled to uh, teach us about the difference between archetype and stereotype. Yes. So first, the definition of stereotype, and this is directly from dictionary.com, uh, one primary definition, and it is, quote, a simplified and standardized conception or image invested with special meaning and held in common, and this is the big part, by members of a group. So, for example, cowboys and Indians are American stereotypes. American stereotypes, so it's a stereotype of what an American is, right? So the next definition is what is an archetype. In this case, there are two. Uh, the primary one that we use is the, the second one that's given by dictionary.com, and it's in reference to Jungian psychology, and it is, quote, a collectively inherited unconscious idea, pattern of thought, an image, etc., that is universally present in individual psyches. Now that sounds like a lot of frou frou fra fra, but uh, <laughs> there, we will get into it. The second one, the second definition, is not really actually applicable here, but it is important because it does add to the confusion. Um, and it, and it's uh, the definition is very similar to the word prototype. You know, kind of like the beginnings of things or the initial state of something that leads to people believe, believing or thinking something. So that's not really the way that we use the word archetype in branding. We're using the union psychology one. So Amy, word girl, before we go any further, please illuminate, edify, and elucidate us with your lexicographic wizardry. Well, all right. <laughs> like that. Okay. Well, the first thing to do is to get the pronunci... Pr 
let's get the pronunciation right. Yes, um, I wrote that one down. And <laughs> yeah, thank you no, for I, I totally botching that yeah, word. No, that was that beautiful. Was awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So, and this happens a lot uh, to me when I am a guest on other people's podcasts when we're talking about this. They, they say it um, incorrectly. So, the word is pronounced archetype, not archetype. It starts with arc, like a curve, not arch, like a bridge. Um, so next is the idea that um, it can either be a noun, as in Kevin embodies the jester archetype. Ooh. Ah, so archetype is the noun that I embody. Yes, okay. you are you are that jester, or it can be an yeah, or it can be an adjective. The archetypal approach was powerful or equally correct. The archetypical idea was easy to understand. Aha! Uh-huh. So in those cases, the nouns were the approach or the idea, and the archetypical typical or archetypal is a descriptive adjective yeah got it got it got it okay so let's do a comparison so people can actually stop confusing these two terms so amy there is this idea that's inside each of us let's see if you can get it that represents the ultimate in personal freedom and independence i know you're feeling this right now Mm -hmm. this idea it had a lot of bad boy street cred and is tolerant to a point of rule breaking and questioning the status quo. So do you know what idea I'm talking about? Well, duh. It's the outlaw <laughs> or rebel of course or it is. maverick yeah. or bandit. <laughs> yeah. So this that idea that Amy just very easily glommed onto because she is the consummate outlaw. That idea that represents personal freedom and independence and bad boyness and in rule breaking and wind in the hair, everything that we've ever talked about, the outlaw archetype, it's that idea, right? So what we're saying is the word archetype represents a really big, universally understood idea that is inside of each of us. And that big idea is super, super important to us. So Amy, is the idea of being an outlaw super important to you? Yeah, that's my brand. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's right. So everyone got it. So Amy, what is a stereotype? Okay, so, well, Kevin, you tell me. What are some stereotypes of an outlaw? Stereotypes of an outlaw. Let's see. Uh, they wear black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm picturing. I'm picturing actually a dude, right? Okay, right. So uh, they're usually male. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the U.S., they're usually from the West. I'll say that. I can't imagine a East Coast bandit or outlaw they usually have uh cool names like you know like butcher ringo or bart (laughs) bart (laughs) they've got okay so you know funky names uh let's see uh how about having a nickname like (laughs) like calamity kevin (laughs) oh okay calamity all right well those are great examples but i do have to say too i have to disagree with you a little bit though because you said like an East Coast. So for yeah. me, we are the the marketing mobsters. So we are like oh, mobsters. Yeah. So like oh, the that's New, right, the New Chicago. York, yeah, yeah, Chicago York, games, yep. Purple Gang, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So that's more, that could be. Yeah, I was I was thinking Western a lot yeah, as opposed yeah, to for sure. Bandit or, or, you know, Crime Mob Bus. Yeah, but yeah, right. definitely falls in that pocket. Sure. Right, which can be stereotypes <laughs> yeah there you go so, that's right it has a whole different set of stereotypes right yeah. okay i'm gonna say fedora wearing a you know harnessing a tommy gun mm-hmm. pinstripe suit a black, pinstripe yeah. suit driving a model a right calls his girl a mall 
Right. Those things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) So, I mean, that's exactly what a stereotype is, where a bunch of people think the same thing about another person, a place, or a thing. And as we know in, you know, comedy and things like that, stereotypes can often be super negative and kind of cruel, right, as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, in a nutshell, an archetype, not archetype, is a big, universally understood idea that we can infuse in our marketing. And a stereotype is a common way for a group of people to view something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So an important note is stereotypes are not always universal. In fact, like they rarely are. So like with your example, you know, that was like an American kind of version of an outlaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a stere- like a stereotypical Valentine's Day card is either pink or red. And yeah, that's not, that's not really a big idea, is it? No, it's not a big idea. And they're usually more descriptive and they are, you know, power, you know, archetypes are powerful, fundamental concepts. So, yeah. Yeah. And very, very interesting perspective. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I, the idea that an archetype is universally understood and that's one of the huge benefits is it takes away a lot of the communication hiccups and gaffes that people make when they're communicating to a wide variety of people. If you're national and you're communicating to people from the South and people from the Midwest and people from the West Coast, they're completely different people, right? Mm -hmm. But now take that international and it becomes even more important. So one of the big, big benefits of of an archetype is that it's universally understood where stereotypes aren't that. So yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah. Okay, so now a lot of listeners might be thinking... (laughs) If we have to go out of our way to spend this much time in an explanation of a single word, then that idea is probably way too complex and difficult to use in branding. I mean, who wants to use a tool that made things, makes things more difficult than they need to be, right? Am I right? Right. Am I right? Well, Am I right? Yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> so actually, the exact opposite is true. Just because there's a lot of confusion on what the word means doesn't take away from the practicality of it and how we use it in the real world. It the, the idea of an archetype makes everything super easy to understand and super easy to implement. So it's the exact opposite. Once you grasp this idea and you don't, you stop getting confused about these definitions and you really know what it is, you will realize and figure out how powerful it is, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one last point we should make here is that a downside of a stereotype is it can be based on an oversimplification of an idea, right? So I'm, you know, well, I was going to throw out a negative stereotype thing, but I'm not going to because I don't really want to offend anybody. But um, we all know those. Um, And so uh, that oversimplification can sometimes be misleading or confusing. So an archetype idea, all of those are so fundamental They are not oversimplifications. They tap directly into the essence of an idea, and archetypes are clarifying, not confusing, and don't forget they're also very much tied to a specific emotion. Oh, beautiful. If if you had not said it, those were the next words that were coming out (laughs) of my face. Yeah, yeah. And the the, the tie to the emotion is so, so huge. That's why they're so clarifying is because they tap directly into one idea, one powerful emotional idea. Right. Okay, so pro tip... (laughs) Uh, although you might be drawn to it, uh, this whole idea in, in individual campaigns, be super careful when you use stereotypes 
in your yeah. marketing. It's so easy to be drawn to it because there's a lot of cliches and little cute, catchy little things that you can do. And you think, oh, that'd be really cool for my marketing. Uh, they're not an idea that you can just willy-nilly swap out with an archetype. Let's, let, let me give you an example. So let's say you have a marketing campaign that uses a nerdy character. And as soon as I say the word nerd, these stereotypes just pop into your head. So what do you what do you got? Well, <laughs> Amy, what do you like, think I usually think of a male and yeah. like a plaid shirt or short <laughs> sleeve shirt with a pocket protector. Of course, he has glasses. With tape on the glasses. Yeah, yeah right, maybe right, yeah. his like pants are hiked too high. <laughs> yeah, bingo, hair. bingo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hair a little bit too greasy. Yeah, sure, okay. Sure. We all we all have that picture. The nerd, right. Okay, notice that Amy and I, when we're discussing the stereotypes of a nerd, we didn't say anything about how funny that image is. And if someone is going to be drawn to put that kind of character into a marketing campaign, it's probably because they're tapping, in some way, the concept of humor, right? That, right. They're, they're, that, so. <laughs> that character is going to add a, a sense of humor to the, to the thing. But we didn't say that. So a marketer could very easily, inadvertently, get caught up in the implementation of a stereotype-based marketing campaign, and they completely forget about or, or undervalue or, or ignore the power of the humor in that underlying archetype, which is, would be, of course, the jester. So the power of the campaign is You've been listening to the Brand Archetypes Podcast. Are you ready to discover your company's archetype? Check out brandarchetypes.com where you can download the book, find out about archetype-specific strategies, connect with us on social media, and sign up for our newsletter. However, if you if your archetype is not gesture, you know, drawn to being funny because honestly, you're either funny with a stereotype or you're being completely insulting. There's really not a middle road there. And so if you're going to use stereotypes, you may be, you know, not being true to your own brand if you're not the jester. So another thing to consider. Yeah. Now, you know, I can, I can picture and we can have discussions about this all day long. What we're just saying is be careful of the fact that stereotypes are not universally understood and are not always common knowledge where archetypes are. That's where it gets its power from. Just be aware of that. So I can imagine, let's say we, we build a uh, ruler campaign. You know, it's all about dominance and power. And the primary character in the, in the marketing piece is very ruler-like, but there's a secondary character that's very nerdy. Right, mm-hmm. it, it, someone who is easily bullied and pushed around by the ruler. Right, I I could see how that character could make its way with all of its stereotypes, but it's not the focus anymore, is right. it? Right, right, right. Yeah. So, right. or if you're trying to uh, create a campaign for a, a brand that has the outlaw as the primary and the jester as an undertone, something like that. Right. That would be a tough one, but. I could see it happening. Right. So, yeah, we could talk about this all day long. <laughs> the point is, is we just want to clarify uh, archetypes and stereotypes are not the same thing. They are easily confused. And we don't want you to because if you really truly understand what the word archetype means, you'll also get how powerful it is and why it's not swapped out equally with the word stereotype. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, this is good. This is good clarification. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Amy, give us a wrap up. 
All right. So uh, I hope that this is clear to you as a listener. And remember, it's archetype, not archetype. And uh, if you have any other points of branding that you're not clear on, or you just have a question or two, please feel free to reach out at us. We're here to help, of course. You can reach us at brandarchetypes.com. Okay, so are you ready? I'm thinking, yes, Marketing Mayhem. I think we need to have some new little musical introduction to Marketing Mayhem. We do. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. How about about like a, you know, 1970s porn music? Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be great. Okay, coming up next. Kevin, you work on that. Okay. Okay, I will. All right, all right, all right. So, so before we started recording today, we were talking um, about how, you know, um, appliances and cleaning products and tools to (laughs) clean should really not be gifts unless, like you pointed out, somebody specifically asked for it, like your your son when he turned 21 and got his first apartment, he specifically wanted a vacuum cleaner, right? So that's different. But uh, my husband and I joke about the fact that, you know, it's just, these aren't gifts. Cleaning products are not not gifts. So I cocked my head to the side and I'm like, Really? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't understand no, it. Public service announcement announcement to all you men out there. It's not gifts. Um, but this one is awesome. It's it's actually a, a more modern ad. Um, and it is, um, we, you know, we're all pretty much familiar with the brand Mr. Clean. You know, the bald mm-hmm. guy that's got the white t-shirt on and the shiny head or whatever. And uh, this ad is, is targeted towards women and also around the concept of Mother's Day. So... Kevin, tell us more about this ad. It's a short one. Uh, women's uh, in a uh, kind of a, well, a white blouse, a very, very clean and bright and fresh. And her daughter is pointing at some spot on the window and the mom's cleaning. And they're both smiling. They're having such fun watching that's the windows. How, yeah, because that's how cleaning works at your house. You that's know, right. It's, it's, it's a bonding moment. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and Mr. Clean is standing there with uh, a little uh, scrubby pad thing. And the caption, very simple, it says, This Mother's Day, get back to the job that really matters. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, I'm confused, though. Does it mean that the product makes cleaning so easy that it doesn't take very long and you can get back to being a mother? Or does it mean that cleaning is really important and you can get back to the job that really matters, cleaning? I think what it's saying is that women should be cleaning on Mother's Day. (laughs) Okay, do not send terrible messages to me. I was being the contrarian on purpose. I don't actually believe that. No, I know, I know. You know, honestly, the perfect Mother's Day for me is if everybody left me alone. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally get that. You know, I want solitude. You know, less so these days because we've been an empty nest for five years yeah. now, four years now. So I'm, I'm sure your your teenage children uh, are, are the the, uh, the cause for you thinking that. Anyway. Actually, these <laughs> days, I mean, they're pretty self-sufficient and things like that. And like we do oh, have fun. But when I was little, when they were little and I did a lot of the, you know, the mom duty oh, yeah. and stuff, I just wanted a day off, right? So, yeah, you know, so they make me breakfast in bed and then I'd have to go clean up the destroyed kitchen and you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So. That's right, right. <laughs> Well, so let's get back to the ad. The, yeah. the Mother's Day concept, it's tapping into the market of the mother. And, of course, every mother on the planet thinks to themselves, the most important job I have is taking care of my kids. Now, if you're a cleaning product company and you're tapping into that, yeah, I, it, that makes sense. 
but uh, <laughs> being a little bit too direct of connecting cleaning with Mother's Day, uh, I you know it, that there's a there's definitely a logical flaw there. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so. and I have to be honest with you, like. When I first saw this ad and read it, I I wasn't I had to really think about it. Are they talking about cleaning being the good the job or the like? It's not clear. I don't think it's mm-hmm. very clear. Um, yeah. and and it's certainly offensive <laughs> to mm-hmm. me. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, how come it's you know how come the uh, the guy's not cleaning the house so that the mom can just have the day off? How about that? Right. Yeah. I, do, I but that's true, and I do know that this this ad this ad is. You know, old. You know, older. But I do have to oh. say though that I, it's it's the new Mister Clean though, so it's got to be in the two thousand. Yeah, I'm not sure when they actually came out with True. him. True, but. but I do have to say though that in in a lot of commercials, uh, there's a lot more men doing more domesticated things like laundry and, and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and that's very refreshing. I really like that. That's nice. Well, um, in, in in you know, someone might say, "Well, that's reverse discrimination." Well, okay, uh, no, <laughs> uh, just us having this discussion. And being able to talk about these points kind of demonstrates that the issue is there. And if if they were to have uh, conveyed a the idea or created the entire campaign around the idea of the husband doing the cleaning on Mother's Day, you know, that, no one's going to get offended by that. <laughs> right. Where this approach definitely does. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's why it made it to the marketing mayhem slot. Yeah. So absolutely. <laughs> Very good. All right. Okay, Amy, thanks, and uh, welcome back, and yeah, good luck with that mob. And again, everybody, if you want to check out the Michigan Mob Summit, go to ZediaMedia.com. Check out all the deets. Sign up. Hope to see you all there. And Amy, I will talk to you next week. Okay, Kevin, go clean something. Make Francie happy. I will do that. Okay, <laughs> <right>. bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>